Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to this week's episode of the Champagne Way. Hey, everyone. As usual, we will start with what's in your cup, Lindsay? Ooh, so this week I'm drinking. Woo-woo. And I haven't had the baby yet. <laughs> so what are you drinking then? <laughs> so tonight I'm drinking free, F-R-E. It is a alcohol-removed sparkling champagne. And it's really good. It tastes just like champagne. Um, it's a brute. And it's it's pretty delicious. And you can r- buy it literally wherever alcohol is sold. So I get to have something that kind of tastes like champagne. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> what about you, Trina? What are you drinking? I am drinking Corbell California Champagne, the Sweet Rosé. Oh. And it is quite delicious. I figured since it's Valentine's week... Not just day. It's Valentine's week <laughs> that I'd go with a nice rosé to go with the theme it of this It is very month. pretty and pink. It tastes delicious. It's a little bit sweeter than your average rosé, um, hence the name Sweet Rosé, which I actually really, really like it. Um, usually I can't go through an entire bottle of it myself or anything. Not that I do that often anyways. Liar. But <laughs> but it is a little bit sweeter than your average um, champagne or regular rosé which is nice so any of you out there who like your moscato wines would probably really really like this it kind of reminds me of that now does yours have the alcohol removed it does not oh okay. I, I, get, I get to keep all the alcohol in mine oh. <laughs> hey but yours isn't that bad i tried it earlier and it surprised me it's actually really good it is, it is. it's got the, the bubbly texture of a champagne a little bit more of like a the you can taste the fruit in it a little bit more yeah there you can definitely taste the fruit and i've had this a couple times over the pregnancy my mother-in-law um has bought it on a couple occasions my sister-in-law got married so she had bought it just so i felt included and could make toast and and you know stuff like that so it it's a really good substitute if you can't drink alcohol or you you know don't drink alcohol well that's a sweet gesture that they like thought to keep you included in the wedding and keep you included probably uh, new year's eve any of those big occasions where you want to be a part of the drinking holiday per se or the celebration yeah it was very sweet yeah, it was really nice all right now that we've got our first champagne shout out whoop whoop and it's from dana from nashville Yes, we are super excited about our first champagne shout out. And it's actually to us. <laughs> they they nominated uh, both Lindsay and myself for the toast. And why? Because she loves this podcast. She wrote, I listened to you guys while I wor- was working on my dockets for court. You guys keep it real. And that is what I like. Keep it rocking, ladies. And she toasted us to I wish you many more podcasts and a millions of new followers. Oh, so thank you, Dana. That thank was super you. sweet. We're toasting to you tonight. Cheers to you. Now, let's talk a little bit about how our Valentine's Day went, because last week we really focused on the good and the bad of Valentine's Day, and now it's over. So how did your Valentine's Day go, Trina? Um, It was actually really good. We kind of have split up our celebration, which has been kind of great this year. In a way, since last week, I was just talking about we, we kind of have so much going on because of birthdays that this year we've kind of 
split it up a little bit. Um, I bought him a gift that we aren't, it's an experience and we're not doing it till next week. And he's taking me out based off of our listener recommendation to see Drunk Shakespeare this weekend. What? So, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Um, so realistically, we haven't done all of our valentine's day stuff yet but we are super pumped about it so we're gonna go this weekend to see drunk shakespeare which i'm super super thrilled about and i'm very jealous and if we get out late enough we're also gonna try to go to midnight at monell's which is that um have you ever been to monell's yes okay it's like the meat and three southern cooking and i heard from a co-worker that they started doing midnight in, at Monell's for from like midnight to 3 a.m. They serve um, this Southern style breakfast. Oh. It's only at the Monell's in Germantown in North Nashville, but we're super excited to try it. So if we get out of the Shakespeare show late, we're going to, and it's, we're not tired or anything. We're going to try to go do that too. And if you haven't been to Monell's, it's great. You sit at a table with a bunch of people you don't know. It's family style. And they just keep bringing food to your table. And you pass it around and you put what you want on your plate. It's so good. Which I'm excited. I've never actually been to this location, the one in uh, Germantown. And I always loved the old buildings and old houses in the area. So I'm super excited about that. That's great. And then next week for his surprise gift um i told him about it early because i had to work out schedules which is always a pain <laughs> when you want to surprise someone but i reserved spots for him to go try curling oh like your hair <laughs> not quite that but with the olympic spirit going around oh. um we're gonna try curling on ice the winter olympic games oh fun mm-hmm i Saw it online. I think it was on the news, actually. They had advertised that the Ford Ice Center was going to be doing curling for in honor of the Winter Olympics. And I saw that, and I instantly was like, I'm buying tickets. We're going to do this. <laughs> that is going to be great. You're going to have to film that. Oh, definitely. I feel like I'm going to be the one that's, like, using, like, the little kid walkers on the ice, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my balance. But it's going to be fun, and I'm super excited to try it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um, how was your Valentine's Day? It was great. So I told you guys what he got me, the Amazon present, <laughs> um, which is exactly what I wanted. So I loved, loved, loved it. It got me a notebook and um, pens and markers to do my bullet journal. And so I've got one and a half pages done of it. So I'm pretty pumped about that. <laughs> Have you watched any of like the YouTube tutorials or found any blogs on bullet journaling? Yes, a ton. Ooh. A ton. We might need to share some of those with our followers. I'm sure plenty of them are out there like fascinated with bullet journaling. I've always been interested in it, but I don't necessarily have the patience to sit down and try it. Yeah. If you like to doodle and you like to draw um, and you like being organized, but you want to kind of figure out what you want in your organizer journal um, slash schedule, then it's perfect. But if you're one of those people who just want to write down stuff, you know, a regular calendar is what's for you. Well, maybe we'll have to do a blog post this next week of like our top five favorite resources for bullet journaling online. So maybe pay attention to our blog. Go check out uh, thechampagneway.com. And next week, we'll try to get a blog up about that. Yeah. And I got my husband a couple onesies that were really cute that talked about how daddy loved him and or uh, she loves her daddy and she watches ESPN with her daddy. So it was like a little baby related. So that was sweet. And then I got also got him. I got, had um, a local artist. You can follow them at Scribe Hustle on Instagram. 
um, she does, her name's Kelsey, and she does uh, different projects. She's a watercolor artist, very, very talented. So I had her paint our house with our dogs in front of it. Ooh, that's super exciting. Yeah, and so I had had a frame for it. We, you know, I gave it to him. He was ecstatic about it. We've already hung it in the house, so it's really cute. Where'd you hang it in the house? Did y'all already have, like, a place picked out, or? We didn't, but we found a place. We put it right in our living room, so. Well, that'll be nice. It can show it off to anyone who comes over and visits the house, too. Yes. That's pretty awesome. I love one-of-a-kind art pieces like that. That's such Mm -hmm. a... That's a good, thoughtful gift, considering it's the new house. It's the first house y'all bought together since you've been married. It'll be the house you bring your baby home to. Like, that's exciting. Yeah, and she's really talented. She also does portraits. She does uh, baby room stuff. If you are interested in that kind of stuff, you know, definitely go follow her on Instagram. Um, Again, at Scribe Hustle. And she's a local artist, and this is what she does for a living, and she's very, very talented. Check out our Instagram, and we'll post a, a link to her her page as well. Yes. Oh, I was meaning to tell you. So I came across a mutual friend of ours page. Um, I think it was like on Facebook or something. It popped up like a memory. And she went to the Valentine's Day haunted house. And I had no idea. I don't even know if you know who I'm talking about. No. Mandy. I saw her Sunday and she didn't even tell me about her going to the haunted house. I'm so jealous. I know. That means that she needs to listen to our podcast because she could have talked about that on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see anything until um, on Monday. I just happened to be on Facebook and I don't know where it was. Like it popped up like an old memory from Valentine's Day and it was her and her husband and they had gone to the haunted house. And I think it, they, she had said she'd even done it more than once. Like it was a tradition of theirs. Well, that is romantic. <laughs> and I am very jealous. I knew you thought it would be. So I had to tell you, like, if you ever need a partner to go with you, uh, clearly she will go with you and, and you can leave hubby at home. I mean, how romantic it is it to go through a haunted house, get scared and have to snuggle up to your sweetie? It's I'm, freaking romantic. I, I mean, I, who you are. I can think of other things to make you want to snuggle up to your sweetie, but that is a good point. I mean, it would make me like clench onto him and be like oh my god your adrenaline's pumping i mean it's just the perfect valentine's day date very true it's very very true yeah i can't really argue with that anyway <laughs> that that just i'm just jealous well our other thing uh for valentine's day realistically we're probably gonna sit around by the time he gets home from work tonight and everything we'll probably sit around watching brooklyn 99 we've been obsessed with that show lately and binge watching it on Netflix. Oh, by the way, we are recording this on Valentine's Day night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since we've celebrated Valentine's Day on other days, we've decided that podcast comes first. Of course. Of course. And my husband's going to order me one of those heart-shaped pizzas by the time I get home. And I decided I'm going to order my husband a heart-shaped pizza by the time he gets home because when she said it, it sounded delicious. Yes. <laughs> So that's our plan for the evening. Champagne and heart-shaped pizza and binge-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So tell me about this Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't watch it. Okay, it has Andy Samberg in it, and it is hilarious. I mean, you get—it's along the lines. I feel like some of the characters in there, they're— they're similar to like the type of actors you'd see on SNL, in my opinion. But well, of course, since Andy Samberg's there too, and he's been on there several times. But it's that kind of comedy, but able to stretch it out, mute it out a little bit, so that's good for a series. But apparently, it is so binge worthy and so good to watch that one of the Olympians 
uh, actually overslept and almost missed the competition because he was up all night binge watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Got out of bed late and still managed to take home a gold medal. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Apparently, it's uh, Red Gerard. I'm not sure, honestly, what he was doing at the Olympics. I think it was snowboarding. But, yeah, he binge-watched it, slept it, overslept, and I think his roommate woke him up. And then he realized, oh, my God, I still got to go. But that right there says a lot. I mean, if he can be that distracted... After training for, like, months, years, whatever, for the Olympics. I feel like it's a good show, and everyone should go watch it. Yeah, and he must be very talented. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he must be. I think in the article he said something about, like, he was hoping for, like, maybe even a fourth place. And to come home with a gold, how awesome is that? (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, speaking of the Olympics, if you were in the Olympics, what sport would you play? Well, clearly curling, because I'm going to learn how to do it next week, and then I'm going to become an Olympian. I love that idea. I mean, I've always, now, I grew up always loving ice skating. However, I'm pretty sure I'd break my neck. (laughs) Now, if you were a curler, would you be that sweeper person or the person on the back end of that disc thing? Ooh, I think I'd be, I'd be the person, like, pushing the disc. I, I feel like I'd be that person. I could be good at that. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I'll learn next week, and then I'll tell you. I might okay. re answer that because, I mean, I do feel like it's just sweeping. <laughs> it's the other job. I know, but I do feel like you just had hip surgery, and I don't know if you can do that little stretchy thing they do right now. Ooh, that's true. I might be better at just, like, sweeping the ice then. Yeah, until you're healed. I mean, I did read the description, though, and it said that I didn't have to be on skates, and that they put, like, little rubber mats on the ice, and then I, wear, I can wear sneakers. So I assume it's safe. But my PT also got really concerned when I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go learn how to curl next week. And he goes like, wait, you're going to go on ice? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> he gave me that like, look like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> like, see you back next week when you can't walk. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, I do go see him the day after I do the curling. So if I go in super sore, he'll lecture me and then kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what about you? If you could do anything in the Olympics, what would you do? Hmm. Is snow tubing a sport? If it was, I'd already have the gold. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, no, actually have a really sad story <gasps> about the Olympics. So when I was young, probably elementary age, I decided that I wanted to be an Olympic figure skater. And I practiced on my front porch every day after school. With my rollerblades or my regular skates or whatever I had. And I told my mom, this is my dream and this is what I want to do. Now, I grew up in a very small town in the south. The nearest skating rink was probably two, two and a half hours away. So I said, Mom, we need to move up north and you need to put me in lessons so I can fulfill my dream. And she laughed at me. And she did not move me up north. Nor did she take me ice skating ever. Aww. And so... Therefore, I am now not an Olympic gold medalist. I blame your mother. I know. <laughs> I bring this up to her quite a bit. I can picture, like, little Lindsay being very sad about this. And their outfits. I could have had a sparkle outfit. I think you would have loved that. You would have just, like, aced everything if you were given the right attire, some proper training. Also, yeah. you like the cold. You're, like, one of those rare people that, at least cold temperatures. You may not like all the snow and stuff, but, like, cold temperatures, I feel like you'd You'd do really well up north. I'd be fine. You'd be fine. But nope, she is a dream sucker. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Way to go, mom. God. 
I mean, but re- how do these parents end up like? I wonder if when they sign their kids up for certain things, like, do they realize like the potential that ch- the the child or the kid has? Because most of these athletes do start at such a young age that. I mean, and some of these sports are so obscure. It's like the curling thing. Like, how do you get into curling? I feel like you get into curling later in life. Yeah, true. (laughs) That's not something you figure out as a kid. (laughs) Also, I'm still picturing like someone curling hair and it being an Olympic sport. (laughs) Do they have beauty Olympics? I feel like that's like something they should totally have. Speaking of obscure Olympic sports, have you seen the one where they ski like downhill, uphill, straight, and then they lay down and they take a gun off their back and they shoot at a target. Yes, I have seen that. And the first time I saw that, I definitely thought, what is this game? Like, what is this? What is the purpose of this? And also, like, clearly all of these people are meant for, like, the FBI and CIA, MI6, like, all of that. Like, who invents this? Like, I can come up with some pretty crazy stuff, too. Yeah. But again, like, how do you train for that? Like, you have to be a sharpshooter and be able to ski really well, like athletically, like not leisurely ski. Two things that come in very handy on your everyday life. Right? <laughs> I mean. I mean, those skill sets, like what? how do you put that on your resume when you go to retire from the Olympics? Sharp, I can ski how many ever kilometers and then get down and sharpshoot. Yeah. I Hire hit, me. Hit, I can hit a target like 100 feet away. It was probably farther than that, but still. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a weird skill set. It, it really is. It really, really is. Although, strange story, I actually met an Olympian one time. Oh. oh and a winter Olympian at that. She was a speed skater. And again, kind of that same thing. She started young just doing skating. I think she wanted to go into figure skating and then for some reason she somehow ended up in like like speed skating and doing that instead and she was really good at it so she kept training at it and ended up becoming a speed skater went to the olympics twice and i met her because she after an injury she had actually kind of retired from skating and um was working at the same store that my sister was in california And she didn't necessarily have to work. It was just kind of like she's retired from skating. And although she had, I guess, an income from, you know, residual income from her her training and her Olympic stuff, you know, she was still so young. I mean, you got to think some of these Olympians, like, retire from Olympics when they're in their 20s. So she was going to college and, like, working a regular job and trying to, like, build a life. It was kind of cool, though. I mean, she was super humble about the whole experience and, like, hearing her talk about it. I mean, I only met her when I was... They're visiting my sister, but um, I was there for like about two or three weeks. I got to know her. It was just such a cool experience kind of learning about what they go through. So they do continue to get it paid like throughout their life? Um, I don't know if it's for the whole life, but I guess they can get sponsors from Mm -hmm. different companies as well as um, individual sponsors, sometimes celebrity sponsors, sometimes training sponsors. But I, I can't remember... If it was her or if it was someone else she had known, like they had a sponsorship from like a hardware store or like some sort of major brand. And um, basically, you know, they had so much money that they had put towards her sponsorship. But instead of paying it out like all at once towards her and her training, it was kind of like for so many years, she was technically like a contracted employee, I think. And mm. I don't know. It was some weird way of doing it like that where it's like she got a paycheck, but it wasn't like she worked for them, I guess, per se. I don't know. Maybe she went and like filled in at the store, like on a register 
once a year. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was just super cool to like get to talk to someone who's like gone to the Olympics and like gone through all of that. I even placed and got medals and mm-hmm. and retired from that at like such a young age. I mean, granted, she retired because of an injury, which sucks, but that's so much life that's been lived in such a short period of time. Well, did you find out the medals they get, the gold, the silver, the bronze, are those real or are those like filled with chocolate? Those are real. Those are definitely real. Although, if if I got the bronze, I think I would prefer it filled with chocolate. I mean, the silver or gold, well, I mean, I guess all three are kind of really good, but like... Are they plated or are they like legit real gold? Ooh, I don't know. I'd assume they're real. I mean, that'd be pretty cheap of the Olympic Committee if they just plated those things. But that would be... like a lot of money per medal and some of those like they give out like you know if you're on a team they give out 20 the hockey team that then again sports though they put in a lot of money they get a lot of money i mean that's a there's a lot that goes into that i'd imagine it has to be full solid gold or full silver we should we should look that up though we're gonna look it up (laughs) because i mean that is a lot at you when you bring that up especially like in the summer olympics when they are doing like the swimming and they have like the four-person teams like that's four people for gold, four people for silver, four or people for hockey. Bronze. They have, oh yeah, and those. those kind of teams. Oh man, I didn't even think about those. Man, that's even more. I wonder if they just give like a trophy to the team. Mm-mm, every one of them gets a medal. every one of them gets a medal. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's a lot of gold. Yeah, that's we're gonna we're gonna look that up for you guys. Don't worry. I'm really curious. I mean, because people donate old medals and stuff for like display cases and for museums. If it was just plated would it tarnish after a while we'll we'll do some investigation investigation also if any of our listeners would like to sponsor me and trina for the next winter olympics in four years please go to our website at www.thechampagneway.com and contact us and we will actually do the sport of your choosing yes yes we will we also like champagne sponsorships so you know just throwing that one out there anyone All right, Lindsay. So you've been pretty real with us about this whole pregnancy. Has there been anything new that you've learned about it? I know you went to the doctor today and got a checkup. I did. I did. And just to let our listeners know, I did get the nose Frida, the little baby boogie sucker. Yay! I've not opened it. I meant to bring it over to try on Trina tonight, but (laughs) I left it at home. I'm so excited about it. Hold on. I can't even imagine like what that would sound like on air. It's just like a lot of like a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hear the so sound awkward. is very interesting. <laughs> um, so we did get that, so I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, I did. I had my checkup today. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, the day we're filming this, and um, I'll just read you my baby Moreland watch update. And I actually sent this to Trina earlier. It says I went to be- the baby doctor today. The doctor swears I'm only 32 weeks, even though I've told her I've been pregnant for 943 days and the baby weighed 28 pounds at this point. They barely had to put the baby monitor on my belly to hear Rory's heartbeat. She's obviously trying to escape. I tried to get the doctor to acknowledge how sweet it would be if Rory was born on Valentine's Day, but she wasn't buying it. I did have to break down and tell her how I mistakenly thought I was having contractions this weekend when it was really just poop pains. <laughs> and, and I scheduled every appointment up until our due date. So I'm officially freaking out. So how many weeks would that be left? I mean, if you're at 32 now, 
Like, I know 37 is like the safe zone. So that's five weeks. Yeah, your um, full term is 40 and a half weeks. Oh, my gosh. So that's still another eight weeks, eight and a half weeks then, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's only two months. Just start start with the lower number. Two months instead of eight weeks or however many days. <laughs> I know. I know. But she's very healthy, so, I mean, that's the plus. That's great. And uh, I'm measuring right on target of 32 weeks. My belly, anyway. She's still 28 pounds. I don't care what they say. <laughs> Probably more like 2.8 pounds. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but you feel like 28 pounds? Pretty accurate? That's, I'm pretty sure that's how much she weighs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to get her out of me. <laughs> Golly, if you, oh, I can't even imagine like if that was the actual case and like babies came out that large. Yeah. I mean, this is my first one and it, there's been a lot of, a lot of crazy things. Um, I, I watched on Ellen Tube recently. They started um, a video episode thing with Kristen Bell and she's giving like real talk to moms. And she had this like one video where she literally takes a watermelon and like an average hair tie like a hair tie you'd put your hair in a ponytail and she tries to stretch it over the watermelon she's like this is what childbirth looks like and then the rubber band snaps and she goes that's accurate (laughs) (laughs) it was terrifying that's the thing like people tell you how amazing and wonderful it is to be pregnant and you know how great it is to have a baby growing inside your belly and not many people tell you the truth. And yes, it is. You know, when I feel her, that is exciting and it's great. But really everything else that comes along with pregnancy sucks. <laughs> Other than the baby at the end. Yeah, yeah. that definitely sucks. And and then you hope that your baby is just going to grow up and be a nice baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're tired all the time. You're aching. I joke with my husband that my eyelashes hurt. Everything cramps up. I mean, and then, you know, there's all this stuff that comes up during your pregnancy that nobody ever tells you. Well, what what's some of that stuff? So I downloaded an app on my phone, which I really like, and it's called Health and Parenting. And it gives like a little bit of information every day. So it's not very overwhelming. But they have like this daily info blog. And I was probably three or four months pregnant when I read this. And it said... 50% of pregnant women get a third nipple. What? And it's usually under their armpit. What? And it can lactate. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I have never heard of this. Why haven't? Why hasn't someone told me? 50%? Half of women who get pregnant. Then this is what this blog says. Guaranteed we know at least like a few that have right. experienced this probably. I'm freaking. I call my mom. I'm like, why would you never tell me this? She's like, I've never even heard that. That's crazy. Called my sister. She's a nurse, but she's a school nurse, so she works with kids. She's like, I've never heard that either. Called my mother-in-law, who is a nurse and has worked in that field before. And she's like, I've never heard or seen that. So I'm like, okay. Like, if 50% of women get it. Should be more common then. Right. Commonly known, at least. So I swear to God, for a month, I could feel like 53 nipples growing all over my body. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, that would have me terrified too if i read something like that yeah i talked to my husband i was like do you see anything anything growing everything like itched you know you i was just worried that i was covered but i ended up not getting the third nipple and um i i think maybe that was inaccurate because i feel like i would have known about that yeah i feel like that must be inaccurate somehow like maybe five percent of pregnant people get that i don't know that's just i've never heard of anyone but granted who goes around talking about it i know I mean, granted, of all the, like, 
Oh, let's face it. I mean, like the birthing thing, like that, that, all the disgusting things, but yet beautiful things and natural things that happen when you go through pregnancy. Uh, I don't know if the third nipple is something worthy of talking about after all of that. Then again, I mean, that's kind of fascinating. I mean, maybe it's hereditary or maybe it's in like a certain area of the world. Could be. That's not Tennessee. Yeah. I, I also, I wonder if it had could have anything to do with nationality, demographics, all that kind of stuff, too, because that does sometimes come into effect on how you, our bodies handle things. Yeah. Anyway, the moral of the story is I did not grow a third nipple. <laughs> I don't know. Should I say congratulations? I don't, I don't yes. know. Yes. I mean, maybe you get the third nipple if you have, like, triplets or something. Oh. I mean, because that could be useful, maybe. I don't know. But then again, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, you really want to be... more kids pro- you have than <laughs> Like, you'd want to try having to feed three children at the same time, three babies at the same time. Like, I feel like then then you go into, like, utter territory. <laughs> it gets awkward. Getting there. It gets a little animalistic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, pregnancy is is amazing, except for everything about it. That <laughs> That has to be... The weirdest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> By far. You're welcome. The strangest thing. Which, and I have a friend that is pregnant, like, pretty much lined up her pregnancy with yours. Like, and it's, the pregnancies have been very different, but at the same time, very much the same. You both have complained the entire time throughout the pregnancy that it's been, that it's not that glowing, like, wonderful thing that people talk about. It's a lot of pains and swellings and being sick all the time. So I wonder if it also has to do with, like, time of year when people get pregnant, maybe? Maybe that. Maybe age. Could have something to do with age. Both older. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to need you to call her after this and be like, have you gotten your third nipple yet? <laughs> I, I might have to. She'd probably be like, I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> but so she did tell one of our other friends who's already gone through childbirth twice and swears that she has had great pregnancies both times other than like the first few few months when she was sick, which is normal, the morning sickness in the first trimester. And then the rest of the time she was like, oh, no, I'm happy. And she kind of had that glow. And she was like great throughout the rest of her pregnancy and enjoyed pregnancy and she's every time been like, I think you're lying. No, like, she's definitely lying. Definitely lying. She swears she's not. And I've seen other people that say that they swear that they weren't lying. Like they, they enjoyed their pregnancy. They're all dirty liars. I, you know, from you two, and I trust you both. You were like some of my best friends. I trust you. And I'm just going to be prepared for misery one yeah. day when I, whenever I have a child. Because I asked someone who said that. I'm like, okay, well, did you have this and this and that? Like, oh, yeah, I had all that. But it was a beautiful thing. And I'm like, okay. Then it really did suck until she came. And then when you held your baby, like, you probably forgot all that. I think there's something that, like, releases in your brain that, like, makes you forget everything. They say that that happens with childbirth. So, like, you just forget about all of it. Yeah. So maybe that's, like, they forget about all the pregnancy pain, too. People tell me when she hits one year old, I'm going to go pregnant crazy and want to have another child. And I will forget forget every single miserable thing that happened to me. All right, I'm gonna keep track of this, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if around her first birthday you're like, yeah, let's have another baby, or if you're like, hmm, no, let's buy the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that works. I've I've uh, I have had a few people who've who've said that's not the appropriate way to say that, but I've always been pro adoption. So 
I'm, you know, every time I get that question nowadays of like, well, when are you going to get pregnant? I'm like, you know, whenever someone wants to donate like $30,000 to me so I can buy my first child, I will be more than happy to. Yes. Yes. There are plenty of babies out there that need parents. They do. They do. And I'd be more than happy to take one of them home and not go through pregnancy because y'all, y'all talk it up so well. I know. Don't I? Don't I? Don't you want to go get pregnant tonight? I mean, I could, I could be a mom tomorrow without all of that. And I think I'd be just as happy. Yep. You know, just saying. <laughs> Skip all of that and just right to the baby. Well, I mean, I, I tried, Marshall. I tried. Uh, all, <laughs> all, all the baby diapers, all of that. I mean, I feel like I'd actually be better off because I wouldn't be so exhausted from having to grow the child for the past 10 months. We'll see how you, good you are with diapers in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Am I going to be on diaper duty at your house? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Lindsay, what do you got to drink about this week? Well, this weekend we are painting the baby room. <gasps> That's exciting. Yes. What colors? We're going to do a creamy soft pink. Ooh. That sounds nice. Very tasteful. Yes. I've got some samples. Haven't picked the color out, but... We are going, that's on the to-do list. Any accent walls? Um, Maybe do a shiplap wall, but Ooh. we're going to look into that. I so. love a good shiplap wall. Of saying. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's, what's that show on HGTV where they love shiplap? Oh, uh, the Chip and Joanna Chip game. and Joanna yeah. show. What? Oh, Chip and Joanna show. We know their names, but we can't think of their show name. Yes. <laughs> yes, the Chip and Joanna show. <laughs> the I be. love shiplap show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's the name of it. Everybody knows what we're talking about. I feel like that actually will be really cute in her room. Plus, I've seen some of the artwork you forgot for that. That's going to be, that's going to look awesome. It's going to be cute. What about you? What are you drinking about this week? Um, I am drinking to all of the Valentine's Day surprises. I feel like I won Valentine's Day this year by surprising him with the curling thing. So I'm super excited about that. And then he actually, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, he had wanted to get me uh, tickets to see Jason Mraz and Brett Denon um, for this summer. And he was trying to find like the pre-sale code. And he finally broke down and told me about it because it was going to go on sale right as he was about to start like a live um, engineering like showcase of some songwriters and so i just looked at him and i was like oh well i had already planned on buying this and i already have the pre-sale code so i bought myself tickets to jason Mraz today and i'm super <laughs> excited about that and he said he'd surprise me with something else <laughs> but i do feel like i won valentine's day with the curling uh gift and i'm that's super gonna excited. be so fun any other drink about moments for you this week nope but we do have some listener submissions all right what do we got <laughs> So Amanda from Smyrna, Tennessee, said she drinks about it pretty much every day because she has a four-year-old. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. She said that's a reason to drink. Although I'd say if she has survived flu season or anything like that, then, you know, there's a celebratory drink in there. She should praise herself for that. There you go. All right. Our next drink about it moment comes from Abby out in Nolensville, who is, doesn't look like it's a... A good drink about it moment. It's the current mortgage rate. She must be home buying right now. Ooh. Oh, that right now in Nashville, it really is kind of a um, the market's a bit high, and that's I shouldn't even say a bit. It's like extremely high right now. The mortgage rates, the house rates. I mean, you just went through the process, so you know. Um, good thing was y'all were selling a house and then buying, but man, 
Cheers to you, Abby. Yes. That's a that's that's a tough one right Drink there. Drink about it, girl. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Submit again when you find your dream house and you buy it. Yes. And we'll cheers and toast to you then. Absolutely. And Stacy from Murfreesboro submitted. She got her tax return and has paid for a beach vacation this summer. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. She needs to write into us and tell us where she's going and if she got any good discounts. And if we're invited. Yes. Clearly, we want to be invited. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for all the submissions for Drink About It this week. If you would like to be included in the next episode, you can submit on our website at www.thechampagneway.com and click on Drink About It from the menu and fill out the submission form and we will be super happy to share your Drink About It moments on our next episode. So now we have champagne trivia. All right. So do you know the answer, Trina? I do not. I'm actually drawing a blank on what the question was again. (laughs) (laughs) So the question was a softball. What is the difference between champagne and sparkling wine? Well, tell us. What is the difference? There's only one difference. Um, Does it have to do with, like, the amount of bubbles in it? Nope. Champagne is made in Champagne, France. Hmm. Anything else outside of that region is considered sparkling wine. They're the exact same thing just because it's located in that one town. Okay. Then how is Corbell that I'm drinking? It says a California champagne. They, I mean, it really is. It, so really it, it is. is a champagne, but it, because it's not made in there, technically it's a sparkling wine, but they're allowed to call it a champagne. Yeah, I think it's fine. Man, that's crazy. I yeah. did not know that. Like, the, uh, that area just, like, stakes its claim on, like, the original champagne makers. Yep. Um, champagne, uh, sparkling wine, Prosecco, they're literally the same thing. Well, where, where was this location again in France? Champagne, France. Champagne, France. I feel like we should start a GoFundMe account so that someone can send us to Champagne, France to research this a little we bit more. We definitely need to go. I mean, it could be like your your post-baby, like, I gave birth and I want to go on vacation now reward. I like it. I feel like that's appropriate. And you, your husband can watch the baby and we can go to Champagne, France. It's a business trip. It is a business trip. Yep. It's all for the business. So are you ready for next week's question? I am. All right. So in a 750 milliliter bottle of champagne, which is a normal bottle, how many bubbles are there approximately? I'm going to guess like, let's see, 58,000 bubbles. All right. That's Trina's guess. What's yours? You can submit your answer at www.thechampagneway.com under Champagne Trivia. All right, things we may or may not discuss on the next episode. Whether or not I broke my other hip while trying (laughs) curling for the first time. And whether or not Lindsay develops a third nipple. Yes. (laughs) Anything else we might discuss next week? Um that that's a good start that's a good start yeah (laughs) you'll just have to tune in next week to see what else might come up i mean we talk about everything if you have a subject that you would like us to cover submit it on our website and we would be more than happy to somehow incorporate it (laughs) yes and thank you for joining us again please share the episode with your friends and family and thank you for the support Mm -hmm.